Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Again, I'm excited about this series. If you didn't catch the first lesson two weeks ago, you'll want to catch it. But this came to me different than any other lessons or series. I woke up one morning about 3.30 a.m. It's not because I'm spiritual. I went to bed at 9. I need about six hours sleep. So I wake up. I go in the living room to the chair. I sit in what I call my prayer chair. I'm going to just do regular devotions, pray for you guys, read some scriptures, you know, that type of thing. And uh, all of a sudden, this came to me. It just came. It's like it exploded in my mind. And so I took my notes app out on my phone, and I just began to write. And so I, I, I saw the title. I saw the four lessons. I wrote the lessons down, and then I just wrote one or two sentences next to each lesson. So I had to go in and create it, but God gave me this incredible direction. And here's what he dealt with me about. The pastors all over the country will begin to teach this lesson about future America because it's coming. A switch has just been turned on. So again, if you didn't get to hear lesson one, I call it the rebellion because you know the Bible says the people of this world in the last days will rebel against God. We're not talking about, I'm not talking about the seven-year tribulation period, the Antichrist. This is precursor to that before the rapture. And the Bible teaches that the world will come to a place where they hate God. They're also going to come to a place uh, where, where they, they don't like the church. And we'll see that a little more today. But not to worry, guys, because we have the grace of God on us, and we are living in the best and most important time in history. When I was a young Christian, I used to think, man, I wish I could be there when Jesus was here, or I wish I could have been in the book of Acts with Peter and Paul and all those guys. Guys, we're the closers. God chose to put your spirit in your body at this time because he said, you've got what it takes. So we want to make sure we understand we have what it takes, and we're living through one of the most exciting times ever. So this lesson I called the fall, and then next week, lesson three, I called the move because God's going to use us for the greatest move that ever took place on planet Earth, more so than the book of Acts. Guys, it's going to happen. And then lesson four, I titled The Weapon, because there's a weapon. We're not so sure it's a weapon, many of us. It's not the sword of the Spirit. It's not the shield of faith, not the uh, helmet of salvation and all those things. It's a special weapon, and it's going to help you walk through this time with joy and peace. So if you have been thinking, up is down and down is up, yes is no, and no is no, and you've been thinking you're taking crazy pills, you're not. We're just living in a different time. There's some good things going on. Social justice is good. There's some great things going on. But there's a whole lot of crazy going on, right? And guys, guess what? We were made for such a time as this. And the Bible talks about Jesus said, so remember, this isn't a prophecy. This is scripture. But it came to me as I told you. But, but it's, it's the scripture. He just let me see it all in a sequence. So Jesus said, here's what the Lord Jesus said. He said, in, in the last days, there'll be a lot of Christians that walk away from God. And we'll look at that in just a moment. But I thought these uh, stats were interesting. Take a look at these stats. These are pre-COVID. So if, if COVID came in, they'd be really uh, not accurate. But here, here we go. Uh, 2019 Barna poll found only 25% of Americans practice Christianity. It was 50% in 2000, so in 19 years, it was cut in half. Do you know what it means to follow or practice Christianity? It means you read your Bibles, you try to follow it, and you're in church at least once a month. That's all it means. It's been cut in half. 
And you know what? It's not because we're bad. Remember, I'm preaching to the choir. So you guys are the choir, right? And the vast majority of you, but God needs you to help him pull a lot of Christians in. Uh, and we'll see that. He wants you to help. So I know we're preaching to the choir, but, but we need to understand this. Listen to one more stat. In the 1990s, the average Christian came to church three times per month. The two tens, two times per month. In 2019, it was down to 1.5 times. So in 30 years, we see it cut in half again. So you might say, well, maybe this is just making an obvious statement, church isn't necessary. Some people might think that. Um, if you weren't here for Joe Jr.'s lesson last week, uh, no, church is here, and it's somewhere where we need to be rooted, okay? So you might say, well, maybe that dropped because pastors are boring and not relevant. Well, I hope you don't think that of me. There might be like a small percentage, but even in our valley, there's just some incredible pastors. No, here's what I think happens and is happening. We're in a more toxic atmosphere than ever, and, and all of us are always being pulled away, right? We're all being pulled away. Um, and so uh, in, in the old atmosphere, it was kind of easy, right, to stay where you needed to stay. This atmosphere is a little tougher. But even as a pastor, you know what I'm constantly having to do? I'm constantly having to get my heart right because this world is tugging on us, right? And it's just tugging on all of us. And, 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 and Jesus said it this way in the parable of the sower. He said, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things. So cares are just the busyness of this world, things we have to do. Um, and, and, and then, you know, the deceitfulness of riches is for the very few that just start pursuing money. But then the lust of other things is referring to sin that, gets a hold of us. Now, all of us struggle with sin, don't we? I mean, that's why one of our core values is no perfect people allowed, because we all struggle. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Christians can come to a place where they say, I don't know that the Bible's true. I don't know if I need to live that way, right? And so Jesus said, that's going to tug on you forever, all the time. But now we get into this toxic atmosphere. Guys, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to the moon, you need a, you need a space suit, you and I need a, we need a God suit now because it's a little worse than it's ever been. And uh, well, it's gonna get way worse. And if you weren't here for lesson one, I, I want you to understand, I'm not being Pastor Joe Lowe, which is my version of Debbie Downer. This is exciting, guys, watch and see. So here's my big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. Christians can't live halfway or they'll fall away. It's, now, we could get away with it before. You know, you, you could come to church and have your heart way over here and you just fell out of love with Jesus and get away with it. it it's, in these last days, there's something that's been turned on, the atmosphere way crazier than ever, toxic. And guys, we're gonna have to cling to Jesus like we've never clung to Jesus before because there is something that's coming. And that's what I wanna talk about today and I wanna help us understand it. Again, I'm preaching to the choir. Hello, choir. We're gonna sing like we've never sung before, guys. <clears throat> and, and this is awesome. So Jesus talked about this. Listen to Matthew 24, verse one. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, <clears throat> his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings, but he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left 
on top of another. This blew their gaskets. These were some beautiful uh, church buildings, right? And he, he just threw it on them, blew their mind. And this was about 32 or 33 AD. And we know now, looking back at history in 70 AD, Rome was so fed up with the Jewish people. The Jewish people were under Roman occupation. They were so upset with them. Rome sent its armies. They burned Jerusalem down. And they took this temple. And exactly what Jesus said happened. Because inside all the stones were coated with gold. And they wanted the gold. So they took every single block apart. Every one. And they melted it. So they could come up with all that gold. So he blows their gaskets. And then here's the next thing that happens. Listen to verse 3. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will all this happen? They're asking a first question. There's a second one. They're saying, when will this temple be destroyed? And so as we read down, Jesus will answer that question. But they asked a second question. Here's what they asked. What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? That's a whole nother question. Somehow it was on their mind, right? And so this is a very famous text, Matthew 24. And as you read down, you have to ask, is he talking about the destruction of Jerusalem? Or is he talking about the signs before his coming? And so in lesson one, we talked about one of the signs. There'll be a great rebellion. And, and, and what I want to pull out today is what he said about Christians. He said, this is what's going to happen to Christians in the last days, okay? So uh, you, can, you can have fun this week. Read this chapter, and I, th I think it's really easy to be able to tell. Is he talking about destruction of Jerusalem, or is he talking about the signs before he comes? And so listen to the verse, first verse on this, verse 9. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. I hate this verse. And uh, <laughs> when I was a young Christian, man, I just, I read it so fast and said, I'm, I'm reading, trying to read through the Bible in, in a year. So, oh, hate that one. All right. Uh, it goes on to say, you will be hated all over the world. Yucky. Uh, because you are my followers. So we know he's not talking to Jewish people. He's talking to people that accept Christ as their savior. He's talking about the signs of the end, right? And so listen to what he says. Look at it again. You will be arrested, persecuted, and killed, and you will be hated all over the world. So it's all because we follow Jesus. So I don't know what level it will hit in America. I have no idea. I'm hoping it's just hate, right? I know, I know you guys are too. And uh, I told you in lesson one, I really think I, it's already happening in Canada. They're this far from, away from throwing pastors in jail. Uh, they call it hate speech. So if you preach holiness and sexual purity out of the Bible, uh, the world is telling us you can't preach that. It's hate speech. And, and we're doing it in love. You can't do it in a more loving way uh, than we're doing it, right? I know some preachers don't, but the majority of us are doing it in a really loving way. And we're saying, hey, we're not shoving this down your life. We're not telling you you have to do it, but this is what the Bible says Christians should do. And we have so many Christians in this church that have come out of crazy lifestyles that are doing it. And I'm really proud of you guys. Can we give it up for those? that said, I'm going to pick up my cross and follow Jesus. That's amazing. We're so glad you're doing it, man. I'm so proud of you. I, I, I've known so many of you for a long time. I'm proud of you for what you're doing. And I don't know where it will come. There's coming a day, we're getting close, where they're going to say it's hate speech to say Jesus is the only way to heaven. Canada's real close on that one. And I told you what I'm going to do, guys. If they tell me I can't preach the truth, I can't preach that, 
I'm going to tell them, cuff me and throw me in jail because there's going to be a revival in that jail if you're going to make a mistake if you throw me in there, guys, if they throw us in there. But we're not backing off. We're going to preach the truth, right? So I don't know what level, but I know this. He said, well, be hated for sure. And then notice what he goes on to say, verse 10. These are the people that Christians can't live halfway or they'll fall away. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. So the devil's always looking for opportunity. Watch, and, and many. You might say, how many is many? It's too many. It's just way too many. And I don't believe, uh, 90, 95% of you, 90, maybe 96, you're the choir, it's never gonna happen. Some of you, God brought you special. You're listening right now online. He brought you special because God wants to bring you back on course and, and it says, and many will turn away from me. That means they'll just say, Jesus, I don't believe you exist anymore. So many of us are saying, that can't happen to me. I love Jesus. We do, but this, remember the atmosphere is becoming more and more toxic and the pressure is gonna increase. He goes on to say, uh, and betray each other. Listen to verse 12. Sin will be rampant everywhere. Jesus is doing this in 32 AD, 33 AD, somewhere around there. He knew Hollywood was coming. He knew the internet was gonna be invented. Remember, God stands above time. He sees the beginning all the way to the end. And he knew you and I were gonna be bombarded. I remember growing up, man, uh, and when I grew up in the, in the 60s and 70s, and it was, hard, it was a lot harder to sin. Uh, now, it's sin's coming to our doors, right? And it's running rampant. Netflix, I, this just when I started this series, right after lesson one, they put on, a movie on Netflix, I think it was called Cuties, it's literally soft child porn. And they had so much resistance that they pulled it off. I went to see if it came up. They pulled it off, but they're gonna keep trying to get what they can get to come at us, right? And so because of that, listen to this, and the love of many will grow cold. Because a lot of Christians just have walked away from Jesus. They're not close enough, and this environment is toxic. And again, we're the choir, right? So listen to verse 13. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. You know what it means to endure to the end? You just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I'll never deny you. Doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you don't sin. It doesn't mean you don't fall. We're all gonna make mistakes and sin and fall. It just means that we get back up and say, Jesus, I'm gonna follow you. That's wrong, and I'm coming after you, and I'm going the distance. And I don't care what pressure there is. I'm not gonna be, stop following you. I'm gonna follow you no matter what. So we just, we just keep going forward and going forward, right? imperfect as we are, and we are all imperfect. But here's what he says about the choir. Are you guys ready? He says all that's gonna happen out there, and he wants us to help him pull people back in. But the very next verse says this, verse 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Guys, he's gonna use us to keep saying Jesus is the only way to heaven. There's gonna be the biggest revival ever. That's next week, lesson three. And guys, that's gonna be an exciting time. So what's, what's Jesus waiting for to come back? There's a number. God's waiting for a certain number to accept Jesus. And what, what are we to be doing? Man, just doing what God's created us to do. We'll talk about it next week, what we can do while we're waiting for the full force of the revival to come. So what I did is I, I just came up with three things you and I need to be doing in this time 
that we're, we're living in concerning helping the many not fall away and, of course, keeping ourselves as close to God as we can. So, so here's the first one. We need to mentally prepare for the storm. So, you know, guys, I don't know about you, but I don't have my ice scraper in my car yet, but I will have it in my car. It's first of November, right? Uh, but, but it's not there, right? And I'll have my heavier coat out. I'll have my boots ready. Uh, but when we know winter's coming, don't we prepare, guys? We prepare. And I have some really close friends that deserted us and moved to Florida, guys. <laughs> tiss, 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 right? Or moved to South or North Carolina. And on a beautiful snow morning, you know when the snow sits on all the trees and it's so pretty, I take a picture and I send it to them. And I say, see what you're missing? And then they, it's inevitable, they always send me a picture of a palm tree in an ocean. <laughs> but guys... They don't have to prepare for winter down there, but you and I have to prepare. We have to know something's coming and we need to be ready for it. Listen to how Jesus said it, Matthew 10, 34. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. Now, this happens all the time. When I first accepted Jesus, my mom, my dad, all my brothers, they, the sword came out. Do you know what that sword means? Conflict. It doesn't mean we better all get our concealed carry and have, have some extra clips and go boom, 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 because Jesus said a sword. You know, he brought it, came to bring a sword. No, this is just conflict. And whenever you decide to live for Jesus, there's conflict, right? It's just always there. Some of you listening right now, your mate is telling you, I don't want you in church. I don't want you connected. You do too much with God. And you know what you need to say to your mate? I love you so much, but I'm going to follow Jesus. And when I come home, I'll love you all the more. But I got to do what Jesus has called me to do. Some of you have parents pushing you. Some of you have kids pushing you. You just need to say, hey, I love you, but I'm following the master, right? And guys, as we live for Jesus, he said there'll be conflict. So you know what we have to do in the time in which we're living? We got to get our snow clothes on, guys. Uh, it's going to increase a little bit, but we were made for such a time as this. And I'm so excited about what God's going to do in each and every one of our lives. Here's, here's the second point. You ready for it? It goes like this. You need to plant your church, yourself in church and in a connect group. And, and, and at the end of the service, uh, you know what we did is we cut the front end of the service a little shorter uh, so that we could take just five minutes at the end and, and promote connect groups so we won't keep you any longer. But guys, listen, it's really important to hook up in a church, and I'm gonna show you a really cool scripture. And in a connect group, it's so, so important for you. And, and you're going to see that as we look at it. So we have a different kind of connect group. We have tons, I think about 60 this time. Some are exclusively online, some are in person. So even online, you can come. But we have one that's sermon-based. So if you're sitting here right now saying, I've got some questions, you can jump into the sermon-based connect group and you can say, hey, what about this? What about that? Or you could say, uh, this is what God showed me when I was listening to the message this week. And it's just a way to keep you sharp, but also to connect, right? It's a way to connect. And listen to how Jesus said it. Hebrews 3.12. Uh, Beware then of your own hearts. So he's writing to Christians, right? And I, you and I have to do this all the time, right? Dear brothers, lest you find that they too are evil and unbelieving and are leading you away from the living God. So this is a battle in all of our lives all the time. Our hearts can become hardened as we walk through this 
life that we live. So you need to connect, right? And it's so important to connect. And sometimes you just need that close friend that you can call and say, hey, I'm, I almost threw something at my TV screen today and, and I'm ready to kill someone. I'm ready to just cock back and I'm never the toughest guy in the room, but don't you feel like I just want to punch somebody, right? Uh, you know, or you're angry or you're dealing with a temptation and you don't know how to break the temptation. He's gonna tell us what we need to do. Listen to the next verse, verse 13. Speak to, to each other about these things every day. So you don't necessarily have to be in a connect group every day of the week but you need to have some really close Christian friends that when you're struggling, you can call them. You can tell them what you're feeling like. You can say, I need some prayer. I'm struggling in this area of my life. I'm struggling in that. Here's why. Listen to this. While there is still time, so that none of you will become hardened against God, being blinded by the glamour of sin. So we're all living in this environment. And guys, it's going to become more toxic so we want to make sure our hearts don't become hard. He goes on to say, for if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as we did when he, we first became Christians, we will share in, the, in that that belongs to Christ. Now, let me help you out. I grew up in a church that said a Christian, once you get accept Jesus, uh, you can never lose your salvation. Now, they were just about right. And, and here's what I mean. God says, I hold you in my hand and nobody can snatch you. And aren't you glad he holds you in his hand and nobody can snatch you? But we can jump out, okay? And here's what has to happen. It's not you falling. It's not you sinning. Here's what has to happen, guys. Here's what has to take place. You have to come to a place in your life where you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is not Lord, you have to come to that place. So how do you come into the kingdom? You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you come in. How do you get out? You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus isn't Lord. That's a long process, but this text is saying it can happen. Can I, can I be upfront with you? I have watched it happen to people. I've pastored believers for 37 years and I've watched people not leave our church, but literally deny Jesus as their savior, but I've pulled a ton more in. And aren't you glad you and I can be part of that group that pulls a ton more? They're wandering and they're not sure because this environment's beating them up and we can help pull them in. That's why it's so important to connect. Obviously, we want to read our Bibles. We want to pray. Uh, but guys, we want to connect and plan ourselves. And here's number three. And this is what the majority of us will be doing. Listen to this. We need to rescue others. God has made us to rescue. So obviously we, we want to be part of that great move of God, bring people to Christ. But at the same time, we want to be watching the Christians, exhorting them. I like what Joe Jr. shared last week about the Methodists and how they'll even ask questions that are just amazing questions, you know, uh, like, how are you doing? What, uh, you know, is there any sin in your life? That type of thing. And I thought, wow, that, that was crazy. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's very good. Listen to this scripture, James 5, 19. Dear brothers, if anyone has slipped away from God and no longer trusts the Lord, that means they de denied him. And someone helps him understand the truth again so we can bring them back. Aren't you glad we can rescue people? It says, uh, it goes on to say, and someone helps him understand the truth again, that person who brings him back to God will have saved a wandering soul from death, bringing about the forgiveness of his many sins. Well, what does it mean? If, well, if you deny Jesus as your Lord, 
you walk away from the Jesus blood umbrella, right? So if you can bring them back, they come back under the blood umbrella. We can't work our way to heaven, but we have to believe in Jesus so our sins can be forgiven. So he's telling us, you can pull people back. Listen, listen to this, guys. Uh, Jude one twenty two. It says, be merciful to those who doubt. So they're doubting their faith. Be merciful, exhort them. Save others by snatching them from fire. You know, you know what it means to snatch? So no, you don't. Come on back here. It's like what we do with our kids. You're not going to live that way. No, you come back here. You're not going with that group of people. You, you, some of us, God will give you boldness because you know the people, their family. Just because, no, you won't. You won't do that. Snatch them. And then it says this, to others show mercy mixed with fear, having even the clothing stained, or hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. And guys, here's all I'm saying. Some Christians will fall deep into sin. And we don't love the sin, but we really love them. And he's telling us, have mercy. You know why, guys? But for the grace of God, that could be us. Can we give it up for the grace of God one more time here? Warren Borman, TCI. Woo! So God's saying, I need, I need you... I need you, those straddlers, man, we want to say, get, get off the fence, because you can straddle now, but man, you go too long, you're going to fall on the wrong side, right? So Jesus wants you on the right side, right? He wants, he wants you following, he wants you clinging. And I want to close with this section of scripture. It's so powerful, guys, you ready? This is what is true of, of you. You, the part of the choir, listen to this, guys. Verse 24, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Whew, that's a long one. Let's just read the first verse. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and without great joy, that's God. And God says, you know what, guys? Tough time. I'm going to grace you to walk through it. And you're thinking, I don't know if I'm tough enough to live in this last day. You're tough enough. God's given you a grace. God picked you out. He could have had you be born somewhere else. He could have had you be born a hundred years ago when everything was nice and wonderful. And, and, and God he said, you know what? You have such a tenacious spirit. You are so awesome. And I'm going to grace you. And I've gifted you. And you can live during this time. Guys, can, I've got to do it one more time. Can we give it up for the one that will never let us slip or fall? Mm. I, uh, I told you, I think pastors all over the country will begin to preach something like this. Because uh, God's stirring, wanting the church to be ready, right? So I was with my IT guy. Uh, head of IT here, Paul Vanatsky. He was in my office helping me with a computer because I'm so dumb. And, and uh, so he's helping me fix something. And, and then this is before I began the series. And so I was telling him, because Paul graduated from the same Bible school I did. He's an incredible teacher. And I was just telling him about this series because I hadn't started it yet. And then he looked at me, because he's connected with Rick Renner, who is uh, a missionary, but has a huge church in Russia, really famous. We've had him in here a few times over the years. He said, Rick just came out with a book. And I was part of the launch team for that book in the United States. I said, Paul, I'm so proud of you. And take a look at the book. It's a survival guide for making it through the last days. And Rick's probably one of the greatest teachers uh, in, in the world. And 
You know what he dealt with? He, he didn't deal with the rebellion. He didn't deal with the move. He didn't deal with the weapon, but he dealt with what we're talking about today, making sure we never fall away. And so as soon as Paul told me, I had my notes finished, but I said, I'm gonna read this book. And I read that book in a couple days. It's, it's amazing. I encourage you to get it. You know what we wanna do now? We wanna pray. And online, Boardman, Warren, let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Here's the first thing we wanna pray. Lord, we thank you that you'll never let us, never let us slip. And Lord, we're, we're gonna make sure then that, Lord, we cling to you like we've never clung to you before. Oh, Lord God, we love you. And Lord, I thank you for the choir that's listening. But Lord, even us as the choir, I know you probably dealt with a couple of us, myself included, that, hey, fix this little area up, man. Change this little area. So Lord, we make a decision right now that uh, we're gonna do those things you're dealing with us to do, those things you spurred us to do, the things you may deal with us tomorrow morning about. Lord, we're gonna cling to you like we've never clung to you. And oh Lord, thank you for allowing us to be the group that helps rescue Christians and also bring people to Christ. Listen, listen. Some of you are listening, you say, you know what, man, I'm not straddling the fence. I've fallen over. And all of us right now want to pray for you because this is your day. This is a day when you can turn it around. And Father, we pray for any that are almost the many. And we just thank you, Lord, for gracing them. We thank you for filling them. We thank you, Lord, for helping them. And we just speak life over them right now. And thank you for showing them who to connect with, who to talk to, Lord, so they can be exactly what you want them to be and follow you with a passion. So, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Stay in that attitude of prayer. Maybe you're here and you're not sure of your forever, and we talked about how we are washed by the beautiful blood of Jesus from all our sins. Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. Jesus is God the Son, he created everything. He came to the earth, took a human body, he died for our sins. God raised him from the grave and he's alive. And right now, I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church, if you go to church, if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult, all great things. I'm asking you, can you remember a day when you said, Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven and I accept you. I remember that day. If you can't remember that day, why not make it right now, today? I wanna pray with you. Jesus said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. So everyone in this room, in Borman, uh, TCI guys, um, can we join them? Can we help them pray and make Jesus the savior of their life? Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm sin-stained and I need a savior. So I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven. I accept you today as my savior. I declare you're the son of God. God raised you from the grave and I make you Lord of my life and make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, miracles have happened. It's really, really exciting. I'm excited about what God's done in your life. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. 
And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.